properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Hello? 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 How's everybody doing out there? Once again, this is uh, your guide to this transmission, Stephen Lee, here at the Black Wall Podcast. Uh, top of it, I want to thank everybody for listening and supporting uh, these past few weeks, these few episodes. Uh, it's been a tremendous feedback. I really appreciate everyone listening. Don't be afraid to share it to your friends. They already know that you're secretly a nerd. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? So share it with them, and you might find out they're nerding out secretly too. Um, I do have a correction from last episode, or might have been even part one of Shelf Life Money, but I believe it was Shelf Life Money part two, where I said that uh, cash is a commodity. It is not a commodity. It's actually a currency. It's a fiat currency. So uh, I just wanted to keep that uh, 100. Um, So that is a correction from last episode. Uh, I don't know if there's any more that I caught, but if you guys uh, found any, please feel free. Uh, DM me, hit me up, uh, BLK, BLK underscore wall underscore podcast. That's my Instagram and the Twitter handle. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, let's just go ahead and get right into it. This episode is called, I'm down to my last 5,000. What do I do? Um, This is true. This is what's happening with me right now. And um, I want to make sure that I, I build a foundation of this podcast on as much transparency as I can give as a buy and hold investor that has certain legal liabilities such as child support and other um, things like taxes and other things that we all have. Right. So I'm not going to get on here and boast and cap all to be investigated and indicted for the truth to come out. Right. Whether that be through any means. So, as a buy and hold investor, I have to really watch my capital, my, my, my liquid capital. Um, because that's how I make money. So this podcast is, uh, it's real, man. It's real because this is a conversation that I would have with my mother. Uh, God be pleased with her soul. She was not only my best friend, but she was my business partner. Um, So when I get down to these points of being down to your last stacks, you kind of look to that person to talk to and kind of strategize. So right now, I'm going to talk to you guys about it because that's kind of what she wanted me to do. And hopefully I can give somebody out there the confidence, courage, and light and blueprint to tackle some of these common roadblocks that we all have right so I have four children 
I love all my children. They're the best things that's ever happened to me. I'm smiling as I talk about it because I see their faces, right? Um, and I have them with four different women. They have so I have four different baby mamas. If you would, if you just make it simple, and I'm an active father. Now, obviously, depending on the day, which one of them you talk to, is going to get a different story of how good of a dad I am, right? That's fine. But I'm an active father, and I do my best. And in some shape, form, or fashion, I financially contribute and provide for all of my children. So that's priority number one, right? So when you got your last bit of money, if it's liquid, that should be the first thing you do is take care of your children and their mothers, whatever that means for you and in your situation. If you're a man and if you're a woman, then you just need to make sure that you're taking care of your children, which is usually second nature for a good mother. So now we're on the same uh, wavelength here, right? So we took care of the kids. And now I'm sitting here personally as a, a business owner. And so the things that I'm going to talk to you about now are not my personal assets, right? These are my business assets. So I'm acting now as the role of a CEO, which I think that word gets overused, but that's what I'm acting as right now. And that's the conversation, the lens and the hat that I have to wear while we're having this conversation. Okay. So I'm sitting here looking at my asset list and as I'm sitting here, um, counting, I'm counting 12, 12 units. So right now, um, my holdings are 12 real estate units between Atlanta, Georgia, and Cleveland, Ohio. Now, out of those 12 units, let's go and count. One, two, three. I got three of them that are producing money right now, right? That's 25%. That's horrible. That's disgusting. You can't run a real estate portfolio like that. So obviously, I'm unit heavy in cash flow light. That is my problem. As I look at this asset list, that is the glaring problem that screams at me, right? Now, what do you do? What do you do? You're down to your last 5000 You're obviously out of balance with the units that you're carrying. And you need to get a project done for me. That project is the store, right? Which is 10 202 Sophia Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio, Georgia Lee's general store. Come check us out this spring and summer. Shameless plug. That's why I'm doing this. So with that being said, I did the budget yesterday. And the budget to complete the store project and the apartments on top is $12,500. That's what it is. It's twelve five. Did it yesterday. There's nothing to discuss. And I got $5,000. Right? So as you can see, I'm $7,500 short from being able to complete the store, which is the next project. Now, once I complete the store... That store has two units at the bottom, the store and the carryout, right? 
and then it has two more units up top. So that store, if I get it complete, would add another four income producing units to my portfolio. That changes everything, right? So now you're going from, if we stick with the math here, we're going from three income producing properties. If you finish the store building at Miss Sophia, now you're at seven, right? Which makes a world of difference. So that's the goal. That's the single goal for myself and my company to execute for 2023 is to get that store open and finish by spring, summer of 2023, right? Everything's already purchased. It just needs to be executed and done. And the, the, the gap in the budget is 7500 bucks. So now, what do I do? I've been thinking about this all day. What do I do? So I have this four-unit building that I've been holding on to, holding on to, holding on to, right? Holding on to it like a, a, a child with his first blankie. It's tethered. It's worn. It's disgusting. But I love it because it was one of my first purchases I ever made at a real estate auction. Right? 15924 Euclid in Cleveland, Ohio. I love it. Right? It, it Like I said, it's something I'm proud of because it was the first time I had the nuts to go ahead and go to a real estate auction and purchase it. And I purchased it for $500. And next to me was my son's mother, Rachel. So I appreciate her for that. And I bought it and everybody in the room laughed at me. And the guy literally laughed and said, what are you going to do with that? Make it a haunted house. And he's probably right. That's probably, you know, it was just, I, I just wanted it. I could buy something for 500 bucks. I was at this auction in Cleveland, Ohio, and I wanted to do it. And I'm glad I did it. So now all these years later, I've been fielding offers and, you know, playing with the idea of selling the building. But I think I got a pretty solid offer on the building. I wanted 40000 for it. I wanted 40000 Had a couple offers. The people were bullshit. They fell through. But this one guy, he, he seems like he's serious. He's offering me 20000 it's hurting my it's hurting my heart. I'm saying twenty thousand what? Twenty thousand? I want forty, you offer me twenty. But now I'm taking a step back and I'm thinking about Miss Sophia. And I'm thinking about the projects I need to get done and the momentum that can carry. I'm not thinking about just I want to have over ten units to just say I have over ten units. Yeah, but if you got 12 units and only three are producing you're you're running a failed business sir and today I have to have that real conversation with myself that it's time to let go of the four unit for multiple reasons reason number one I don't have a plan to renovate it or get it ready at least for two years right another two years Then, on top of that, I do not have a plan to come up with the renovation money for Miss Sophia. We all know I don't take out loans. We all know I'm not going through all that shit. We're going to a bank and asking them and feeling like I got a cup. You know, I don't like, I have my own, my own, uh, 
little man complex issues when it comes to that type of shit. Okay. We're just going to be real. I don't like it. I don't like feeling little boyed by nobody. Bank, uh, huge corporation, uh, doesn't matter. I just don't like it. So I had to make that decision, y'all. And I made that decision because I was able to take my ego away. You got to put your ego away and put it in your back pocket. You just got to. That's the only way this is going to work. Do you understand? The only way you're going to be able to make these hard line decisions and be able to really, really, really understand what is needed for your company, your portfolio, and your life is putting that ego aside. The crazy part is, though, is that putting your ego aside is the same thing that allowed you to build this portfolio in the first place was your ego because everyone was saying you were wrong anyway. So that's how you get to the point where you feel like success is carrying 10 plus units. Right. And you're going down and paying property taxes by the tens of thousands of dollars a year. And I guess it all evens out because it's write-offs and this and that. You know, we all know the game. But at the end of the day, isn't there a better way to do this? That doesn't involve ego and unit carrying, right? Because that's not to mention just the lots I hold also, right? So I hold I hold more than 10, less than 15 lots. We'll just, we'll, we'll shoot that out there. So you're also holding that. And those are more development plays. I get it. Those are definitely long-term vision plays. But that's, 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 that's just not in balance. So I had to do some shifting around today, y'all. And I had to look at my investments in a more total picture. I want to go ahead and share with you how I'm personally going to start diversifying. I'm downsizing in units, right? So I'm going to sell this four unit. That's going to bring me to a position where I feel comfortable with the budget of renovating Miss Sophia and getting all of that up online. That'll take me down from a unit count of 12 to eight. And then I'll be able to now have seven out of eight income producing properties. Now, it's below my hold of 10, right? Because I like to hold 10 units. But right now, I think it's more important to have my positive cash flow and my occupancy uh, percentage go up than my holding numbers. Does that make sense? So I'm going to make that adjustment. I'm also going to make the adjustment of continuing to invest in my physical commodities, whether they be uh, diamonds, stones, um, gold, silver, and now I'm actually getting into this copper. The copper situation is very interesting to me. I think if you go out there and you do your own research about what's going on with copper in the world, it might be interesting to you too. 
So I'm diversifying in that direction also. And then I'm also, I'm going to do a little bit more saving and clearing out some debts. I think I'm holding probably ten to $15,000 in unproductive, just revolving debt, right? That needs to go. And then I have bills I need to pay. I'm not current on all my bills. So I think we all can understand, touch a string that I just mentioned, if not every string I just mentioned, right? But with those strings that I'm talking about, responsibilities for your children, right? Non-productive revolving debt, right? Unproductive investment units and unproductive cash that's in investments that's not moving right now. So lack of capital velocity, if you will. Those things are limiting my success moving into this new year. So I had to address those things with myself first without having the wall or the listening ear to bounce it off of, right? Sometimes you're not going to have that. And we still have to make the good decisions, right? We still are going to have to do what's right because I don't know about you. I got a lot of people that depend on me. And I'm starting this and I've started all this real estate and this investing because I want to pass it on to the next generation, right? And I can't do that if I don't pay my real estate taxes, if I lose property, right? If I, if I just get stressed out. So I had to make that decision from a standpoint of I have my last 5,000. What am I going to do? Because I got to get this next project done. So now let me tell you why this building is so important and this store is so important. The store allows the company to have multiple revenue streams under one roof. It's completely a game changer. When you have a convenience store, you're able to have a one revenue stream that's amazing, right? Which is Food and beverage. We all know that one. Food and beverage, chips, drinks, snacks, that's one. Then you have the tobacco, right? That's two. Cigarettes, blunts, all the fun stuff. Then you have lottery. That's three, right? So you have lottery because you get a commission from all the lottery tickets that you sell. I didn't know that, right? So that's a third revenue stream in this one business. Then this building has a kitchen, full kitchen, right? So the carryout business is another revenue stream. That's four. Then there's two apartments on top. That's five and six. And then also, the store is so big that I'm able to now invest in two different ground-up brands, one being a spice brand and the other one being a body care, natural um, skin care, foot care type brand. Both of them completely um, startups, both of them owned by black women. Um, Both of them, I would totally come in as the minority partner. So this isn't a, a play for me to be the front person, but it's a play for me to have I guess a back end interest 
on some of the items that would be on my shelves, right? So between the the skin and hair care part, the lottery, and the other streams I mentioned, that's about seven streams of income from one place. Now I understand why the people that own the Quickie Marts and the convenience stores, why they amass wealth so quickly, right? So for me, that is everything. I have to get that done. So to me, looking at my last 5,000, I'm like, I need this to get me to that store because that's going to get me my next money. That's my re-up. The store is my re-up. Y'all feel me? So I need to get to my re-up, but I'm $7,500 short. I got to make something shake. So I wanted to have this episode because it's tax time. And I know if you guys are anything like me, that tax return money is gone. It's going to pay off, you know, the kids' activities, any frivolous little credit card debt we got into over Christmas, just the knickknack, paddywhack stuff, not even the big debts that I want to clear, just the little stuff. So if you're anything like me, any tax return money is gone to baby mamas and, 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 and little stuff. That's gone. Now we're talking about what do I do with this last bit of money? So I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys listening to me. I appreciate you guys allowing me to show you that being an investor doesn't mean that you're supposed to be financially invincible, right? It doesn't mean that you're never low on money. It doesn't mean that you don't have hard decisions to make just like the next person. And you're going to have to go without something. Now, my go without something is different than your go without something, which is different than the next person's go without something. But in order to build and invest, you're going to have to go without something. There's no two ways about it. So something I want to put in the atmosphere and put in the air is a jewel that my grandfather gave me. He said, everybody's got problems, right? That's not, that's part of life. That's part of being a human being. Everyone's got problems. The question is, is do you want rich person problems or you want poor person problems? Excuse me. Poor person problems. Where do I sleep tonight? What am I going to eat tonight? Am I warm? Poor person problems. Rich person problems. Where am I going to get this money to renovate my store? How am I going to pay these property taxes? How are we going to pay for gymnastics? Right? Let's put it all in perspective. So when we're listening to these informational tools, such as podcasts, investment, seminars, talking with people, real life experience, We have to be careful about sounding like we're ungrateful, right? Because that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is trying to figure this out and do it in a way that's positive so we can have as much paid off stuff for the next generation to build on, right? So 
First thing is always be thankful for whatever you have. Second thing is, is to be always be thankful for whatever you have. And from there you can do whatever. But there's going to be a couple of times that we're going to need to hear from other people in our lives that might have had it a little harder than us, that might have had a couple more hoops and and, and, uh, fiery rings and roadblocks and hurdles than we had. But they still find a way to make it happen. And so we got to keep those people around us, right? Those people that, that are not afraid of adversity, that have overcome and will continue to overcome. Those are the people that you also need to have as a part of your team. And they don't always have to be in your industry or the same as you, but they support you. That's an important part of the team. So I want to thank everybody behind the black wall. You guys have been rocking with me. Share this episode. Give me a follow. I don't know how all that social stuff works, but however you could spread it, please spread it. Um, I appreciate it. When I get some more uh, information and things inked in with the uh, two brands, I'll uh, I'll keep y'all posted. But I'm really, really excited about that. It's kind of be my first time uh, stepping out into the old uh, venture capital game, which has always been a dream of mine. Um, so if you have any cool business ventures that you, you know, want to share or have questions about or anything like that, please reach out. And uh, y'all have a great day. Thank you. Um, I think daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can, uh, that we can expand more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um, better properties.